Hello and welcome to Bill Allen's Facebook Bible Studies. These take place on Tuesday afternoons. If you're watching live, they come on at 3 p.m. Uh, Central Time and uh, from downtown Tyler, Texas, where it's actually a little cooler than it's been and I actually got a little bit rained on this morning. That's pretty exciting for us these days. We're thankful to the good Lord for the wonderful creation he's given us changing of the seasons is a wonderful blessing and uh, we're thankful and hopeful that wherever you are you're experiencing god's blessings as well on tuesdays we're going through the book uh, by oswald chambers my utmost for his highest it's a daily devotional book and uh, it's a very challenging book but a very encouraging one and uh, we have a great lesson today that is uh, a wonderful thing that i think we don't think about but if we did, we would say, yep, that's exactly right. And so that's where we're going to be. Good to see my friends Cindy and Eric Mosley signing on. It was great to get to wave to you across the church building Sunday. Uh, just love seeing you all and miss you terribly, but glad to be able to be around you and glad to be able to uh, share a lesson from God's Word with you today. When you think about those special moments of worship, and we had some just recently, when we had Keith Lancaster and his wife Sharon here with us for the weekend of, of an a cappella praise and harmony workshop weekend, that was very, very helpful for our church family. Uh, we had the singing group a cappella here uh, in March of this year, and that was a wonderful Mountain Peak experience, and they've done so much great ministry through that ministry for such a long, long time, giving lots of people mountaintop experiences, including that great song, uh, Mountaintop. Uh, from Travel and Shoes, their first album, I think, or one of their first albums. Anyway, um, we think about those wonderful times of worship and those great ministry and mission opportunities, uh, perhaps going on a campaign somewhere or even going on a longer-term mission trip, uh, going to help the needy uh, on a regular basis or perhaps uh, in a special uh, disaster relief moment. We've had lots of folks that have experienced uh, difficulties from disasters of late, including the thousands of, the, there's at least 2,000. Last I heard, there was like 2,400 people who have lost their lives in Morocco, and we pray for God's blessing and healing there. Um, so many others that we've seen, such as in our own country, in Lahaina on the island of Maui, uh, we pray for them. We pray for so many in uh, the mainland that have experienced difficulties from storms of late and um, and and we we understand that there's wonderful opportunities there that people take advantage of to go and help and to be a part of the solution and that's a wonderful ministry and mission opportunity but and so we ask ourselves well how, how do you prepare for something like that and there may be some specific things that you could do such as in disaster relief there may be some special training that you can do or some skills that you have um, but for the most part it is something that i think once we consider it again we realize that um, the best training that we can do for worship wonderful worship experiences uh, great mission opportunities uh, ministry uh, opportunities is to do that every day. Uh, there's a great Bible story in John chapter 1 as uh, Jesus is calling his disciples uh, to be apostles and uh, one of them is 
a man by the name of Nathaniel. And it's really interesting, the story uh, here, as um, Jesus calls Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. And if you're watching The Chosen, Joyce and I finally finished the first season, and we're looking forward to continuing on. But then you get to see a lot of this this story. And of course, it's embellished some. It's a TV series, but still, it's it's surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly based on who did it, but it is refreshingly uh, close to the story. And I love that. And after Jesus calls Andrew, along with James and John, uh, he goes and finds Simon Peter, his brother. And uh, But we also see another one in John 1, verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida, up in the northern part of uh, that area in, uh, in Palestine, uh, the district of Galilee. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Nathanael asked, Can anything good come from there? Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. I could, would just love to be able to see Jesus as he said that. I'm sure there was a smile on his face. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, great moment for Nathaniel, and to his credit, when he saw what was going on and he recognized that firsthand, he confessed and he believed. And Jesus promised that he would see even greater things uh, in the future as he became one of Jesus' apostles. But it's, it's interesting that uh, he was about to be called on something great, and yet it was in that everyday experience, just sitting under the fig tree, talking to Philip, coming up, and then talking with Jesus, that, that he had that first glimpse. Uh, Chambers writes, We presume that we would be ready for battle if confronted with a great crisis, but it is not the crisis that builds something within us. It simply reveals what we are made of already. I don't know if you agree with that statement or not, but I certainly do. I think in those crisis moments, it really doesn't show, uh, develop in us into some great person, although some, of course, rise to the challenge. But it more likely reveals what's already there, uh, what we're made of, and that is developed and cultivated by how we spend our everyday life. And worshiping in everyday occasions is something that helps us and prepares us and trains us for those times when we have those special calls to worship and ministry. Chambers says, if you're not doing the task that is closest to you now, which God has engineered into your life, when the crisis does come, instead of being fit for battle, you'll be revealed as being unfit. Crises always reveal a person's true character. A private relationship of worshiping God is the greatest essential element of spiritual fitness. And I, and I think that's right. And I, I, think, I think we forget that sometimes because it's not very sensational. 
just worshiping Jesus, living for Jesus, serving others day in, day out, without any accolades, without any bright shining lights. There's there's nothing in the papers about it. There's nothing on the internet about it. It's just it's just how you live your life and what you do in those everyday occasions. And yet that means everything. I, I'm amazed at the simplicity of the Bible, including and maybe especially the New Testament, as it writes to common everyday people that have just believed in Jesus and been baptized into Jesus Christ for forgiveness of their sins and are walking that new life into which they had been raised out of that baptistry, out of that river or pond or wherever it was for you. And it's not, you know, the majority, the vast majority of disciples of Jesus Christ. You don't ever hear about, you don't know their names, you don't remember them. I remember one time hearing someone say, I, I know who the greatest preacher in the churches of Christ is. And my ears perk up and I'm thinking, who is this? And of course, this was years and years and years ago, probably at a lectureship somewhere. And they went on to say, the greatest preacher in the churches of Christ right now is somebody that nobody knows. He preaches for a small church, gets up every morning and he serves and he ministers and he studies and he prays and then he goes in on Sunday mornings and he preaches to a small church with just a, a light crowd of people that want to hear the word of God, want to be encouraged by worshiping with each other, want to partake of the Lord's Supper and pray. And that's the greatest preacher in the churches of Christ. And I think he's on to something there. Uh, we prepare for the great events, whether they come or not, by being faithful to Jesus every single day. And again, we don't do that perfectly, and we, some days we may not do that at all when we're in one of those dark moments and dark times. But we get back on track, and we repent, and we keep on pressing on, as Paul says in Philippians 3. Uh, there's, for Nathaniel, that private fig tree life, as Chambers calls it, no longer existed after he started following Jesus. But the truth is, we will not be ready for that when Jesus gives us those big opportunities if we haven't been worshiping him in our private, everyday relationship with him. Uh, that's when that part grows. And we continue to live that life that glorifies Jesus. As Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ and it's no longer I that live, Christ lives in me. Um, and so we think about that opportunity uh, of greatness comes, it, we're prepared for that by worshiping and ministering in everyday opportunities. Jesus talked about one of those examples and gave us a great, great um, uh, lesson in John 13. He talks about how just as he has served us, we should serve others. But he does, he's a little more specific than that in John 13, as you might, might very well know. John 13 begins with saying, Jesus, knowing who he was, knowing where he'd come from and knowing where he was going, took off his clothes, put a towel around him, got a basin of water, and went from one dirty apostle's foot to the next and washed their feet in that upper room. None of the apostles would bend to serve they would not think of doing such a thing, but that's ministering in the everyday opportunities. It's a common, selfless, menial task of washing their feet. And since none of them would do it, Jesus himself, the Son of God, got up and did it. And I've made a big uh, statement before, and I think it's true, 
that that the the part that begins that passage Jesus knowing who he was you have to have a very high view of what God thinks of you to be willing to take the lowest position and serve in the most menial tasks and Jesus is our great example at the end of that he says now that I've done this for you you need to do this for each other and for others um, ministering in everyday opportunities is what prepares us for those big opportunities to minister in, in much greater, perhaps even more spectacular ways. And the truth of the matter is, most all of us will never see one of those. But what will God do? Every day, He will give us the opportunity to serve and to minister and to help and to heal and to bless and to calm and to bring peace and to bring love and to share the Word of God. He gives us those opportunities through our lives and the very character we exhibit in those moments is the thing that will allow us to be ready when those other moments come. Uh, Jesus did every, things every day and that's one of the things I love about a show like The Chosen because it shows him in everyday life. And granted, again, there's a lot of embellishment. There's a lot of adding to the story that's not found in Scripture. It's not unscriptural. It just, Scripture doesn't give us all those details because we know that it would take a lot of paper to do that. But what it does, it gives us the, the heart of the story. And then we, we are able to remember that there's so much more involved as Jesus grew up, so much more involved as he ministered during those few years with those disciples. And it's nice to be able to remember that he was a human being. He was a man, just like we are human beings. He was, he was just a, a person. And as he did that, that means he faced things. He struggled with things. He experienced things. He had to endure things. And he even was tempted by things. But just unlike us, Jesus never sinned. The writer of Hebrews makes that very clear. He was tempted in every way just as we are yet he never sinned i don't know what service jesus is calling you to do today i don't know what worship opportunities you may have uh today very likely no one will even know and perhaps even the ones that you serve and the ones that you help may not realize it they may not appreciate it they may not even know it was you that sent that card or provided that encouragement but the truth is that part doesn't matter it's nice to get appreciation, and we need that sometimes. I get that. And we in the church need to be sure that we praise those and honor those to whom honor is due, as Scripture says. But Jesus himself said, after he had washed their feet, put back on his clothes, and sat down, I've given you an example that you should do as I have done, not to me, but to each other and to others. Uh, when we think about those great worship opportunities, what prepares us for that is worshiping the Lord every single day. When we think about those great ministry and mission opportunities, what prepares us for those things, what qualifies us for those things is to be living that way every single day of our lives. Whether people know about it, appreciate it, hear about it or not, the reason we do that is in response not to what they've done but it's in response to what Jesus has done for us how he has not just washed our feet 
but rather left the presence of the Father in the throne room of God in heaven and was born in the humblest of circumstances and lived a life of service and poverty and and spent all those months in ministry with next to nothing physically but everything spiritually and ministering every single day in the simplest of ways and in the grandest of ways whichever God chooses for you and for me will be prepared if we're worshiping him in everyday occasions and ministering for him in his name every day at every opportunity. I pray that God will bless us all as we seek to do just that.